Good morning. It's July 24th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. We have three Psalms today, Psalm 41, Psalm 42, and Psalm 43. There's a division between Psalm 41 and Psalm 42. You'll notice at the beginning of Psalm 42, it says book two. Five volumes or five books of Psalms within the 150 Psalms of the Old Testament. That division is there. Not that it makes a lot of difference in our reading, but uh, you'll see that notation there and be reminded that this giant collection is in five volumes. Uh, Psalm 41, a good reminder of the um, blessedness of those who give to the poor. David speaking about the fact that he had done that. He'd cared for the poor a couple ways in the Old Testament that the poor were cared for. Those who were able, they were to glean in the fields and uh, the landowners were supposed to leave the edges of their fields unkept so that the poor could come and glean among the the fields, uh, the unharvested wheat or fruit or whatever it might be. Uh, And those who were completely disabled or were destitute for some reason, uh, they were to be given to and uh, they would be throughout the land without any social security to speak of. Depends on the era in Old Testament history, but uh, they were to give. And that generosity, as David thinks about it in his own life, uh, was one of the factors in him knowing that God uh, was going to deliver him, that God delights in him, that, that he, much like Job, he has integrity and he's thinking, okay, in time God will deliver me. He's got a lot of people that are against him, a lot of enemies, people whispering, which sometimes is as painful as the outright attacks. You've got the uh, kind of gossip and the backbiting that goes on behind the scenes about David and David is lamenting that. Psalm 42 uh, starts out with that great line about uh, the deer panting for the waters. You might notice two Korah, the beginning of this, the sons of Korah. Uh, that's not the rebellion of Korah in numbers. That was some time ago, 400 plus years ago, before we get to this particular time. Korah was a leader of the uh, musicians, and this is the sons of Korah, not the rebellious uh, people who rebelled against Moses back in uh, the Exodus. Uh, great set of statements here, and one of them I quoted recently about uh, us talking to our own soul, as the psalmist does here. They talk about the fact that, uh, hey, why is why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Um, you should hope in God, trust in God. God is going to get you through this. Sometimes uh, even addressing ourselves like that can be important and helpful to remind ourselves of the truth. Uh, Psalm 42, we should know that if you're here at Compass. That's our theme verse here about sending forth your light and your truth. Let let them guide me to your holy hill. The uh, metaphor of God sending out his truth into this world as light in a dark place. Certainly Christ is that and the written word about Christ is that and we as a church are to be that, lights of the world. And uh, so good reminder for us to remember our our goal. We are to direct people like a compass and see to show them the way to God's holy hill, to a relationship with God, poetically stated. Acts 24 is our New Testament reading. Paul is before Felix, and it's like it's not Korah, the rebel in the Old Testament. We can say Felix is, uh, I don't know, not the cat, I guess I could say. Uh, he is the governor uh, of the um, uh, region, the Roman province of Judea. Uh, he is ruling the area for Rome and for uh, the leadership back there across the Mediterranean. He's in Caesarea, remember, and as Paul gives his defense here, he is brought on trial because he's a plague. Uh, Tertullius talks about the fact that he is um, causing riots wherever he goes. So that's sometimes how Christians are in the sense that they stir up 
controversy, and that is what Paul is accused of. He goes before Felix, and he makes it clear that none of these accusations are true. He's not a problem. He's not just out there stirring up the crowds, but he is speaking the truth, and um, he's kept in custody, Felix and Drusilla there. Uh, he uh, is telling them, he's talking about righteousness and self-control in the coming judgment, which is something, if you know the background, you can look at your study Bibles there, uh, Drusilla and Felix were certainly in great need of. And uh, that just shows the boldness of the Apostle Paul under uh, the custody here of these Roman officials and having him speak the truth to them about the situation that they're in and calling them to repentance, uh, certainly implied in that list of things that he's talking about uh, in his defense. Uh, our New Testament community imperative is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, when Paul says, and 16, in verse 15, he says, you have many countless guides in Christ. And certainly he talked about Peter and he talked about Apollos. Uh, he says, but uh, not many fathers. I came and I was the one who gave you the gospel and you responded rightly to it. And I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then be imitators of me. So Paul's a good example of a spokesman for God and the truth of that gospel. And he talks about his integrity in doing all of that. And then he's saying, hey, you should follow my example. And I will put it that way in terms of our community imperative. And that is that we would follow uh, the good examples of others among us. Take note of them. Nothing wrong with that. I know people say, don't follow me, follow Christ. But there's a lot in scripture that reminds us that we should be looking at each other for ways to flesh out the Christian life in the real world. And you should find those good examples and follow them. Follow the good examples of each other. If you see them among you that you see doing what God has asked us to do, applying God's word in a good and a practical way, be sure you do the same by following their example. Music